thank you for listening to Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise. I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Elise. And let's get started with our... Do you hear that on the roof? And what's he bringing? <gasps> Ten Beer? different beers that we'll have to drink over two different episodes. Ooh. That's right. It's our first two-part episode. <laughs> because we just wanted to bring that much beer to you. That's right. That much joy. Today we're talking winter slash holiday beers. Yep. So we've got 10 to choose from that we've chosen. And uh, today will be the first five. And next week will be the second. Oh, yeah. We do 10 in one episode, but we'd rather be intelligible. Yeah. I have a lot of notes, so I have to be able to read them. Yes. <laughs> so because we have so many beers to go through, let's uh, we do this similar to the pumpkin one where we both share one beer between the two of us and we just give us the tasting notes. And Elise gives us a little bit of the uh, the history of the beer and the brewery and the stuff. Yeah. So uh, kind of rapid fire beer drinking. <laughs> so maybe what are we starting with? Shall we dive right in? I'll crack right. it open. You tell me what to do. All right. First off, to start this, and I have my reasons, which I hinted to you earlier you mysteriously. Did. Yes. But <laughs> here we go. The first one that we're doing is Anchor Brewing's 2019 Special Ale, their Christmas ale. All right. <laughs> so this is out of San Francisco, California. Uh, it is 6.9% ABV. And so Anchor Brewery has actually been around for 123 years. That's yeah, a lot of years. That is a lot of years. And this is their 45th annual version of this special ale, which makes it special in that 45 years ago, Anchor released the very first holiday beer in America since Prohibition, which I thought was really interesting and a great way to kick this episode off. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. So every year it relives that tradition by brewing the spiced beer and it seems to get a slightly different recipe every year or as they say, the spices evolve over time along with a new hand-drawn tree for the label. So this year's tree is a uh, Western Arbor Vitae or Tree of Life, which is an evergreen conifer native to Northern California. And this picture was illustrated by Jim Stitt, who has done every label every year since 1975. Wow, that's a lot of years. <laughs> it is a really pretty tree on the front. Right? It is a really nice Christmas tree. Very full. Mm -hmm. So um, according to a Forbes interview with anchor brewmaster Scott Ungerman, this year's batch is slightly darker than last year's Christmas ale. The 2019 edition is layered with toasted caramel and coffee flavors and subtle hints of Mexican chocolate rounded out with herbaceous spices. Ooh, that sounds good. Crack open a bottle for a spiced whiff of Western evergreens, roasted malts, and coastal flowers. It's rich, round, and full-bodied treat with a silky smooth finish. And apparently this beer also ages well in the bottle, so it's very popular to, um, I guess you kind of have to hoard the bottles <laughs> and then have side-by-side -side taste tests to compare each year's different, slightly different tastes. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so ideas. Now I'm sad I didn't save last year's Christmas I know. Beer. Last year's was so good. That was the first time we had it. So we knew that we had to include it this year. Most of the other beers we have not had yet. So this is the, this is one of the only ones that we have had. Yes. I we've think. had beers from these breweries. A lot of these from, breweries From before, the other breweries, but, but not, not these, these specific, specific beers. beers. Yes. But yeah, Anchor Steam we had last year because we found it at Whole Foods of all places. Mm -hmm. um, but we had had Anchor Steam at... For the first time at Universal. Universal. At that amazing seafood place yes. Lombard's Lombard seafood place in Universal Studios which is supposed to be like the San Francisco area area so, which is probably um, why they restaurant have which that is why they had area. that 
And um, last year it was a different tree. That's where we learned that the trees were different every year. We learned mm-hmm. a little bit about the beer last year because it was so good. We kept going back and getting another six pack every week. Yeah. Until it um, unfortunately disappeared. Yeah. Um, but that's really cool. Yeah. I'm also excited with the chocolate and coffee notes. Yeah. So their bottles are very plain, which is kind of cool, though. They're very old school old kind of school bottles. Looking, yeah. They're not like the bottles you see today, like um, that are taller, like the taller, tall, long neck this bottles. This one's short and fat. Like the Budweiser. Yeah. These are small and fat. And they've got that smoothness to the top, mm-hmm. um, which you see in a lot of older bottles, very reminiscent of the 60s or 70s. And it's very kind of understated. The back label is green where the government warning is and stuff like that. And the front has the picture of the tree, which is a little circle label that says Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Anchor Brewing, the year 2019, their trademark, which is an anchor, and the the picture of the tree, which like this year is this um, Northern California. Um, Western Arbor Vitae. Yeah. And it's it's a really <laughs> nice looking tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I Last think year's I... was a Japanese tree, right? Oh, that I don't know. A Japanese um, kind of uh, pine tree. What do you got? If you say so. Um, I think I forgot to include in my notes somewhere I read that the Western Arbor Vitae gets its um, name because it had some kind of medicinal use. And that's why it's called the the Tree of Life. Oh, yeah. Interesting. The top has what I assume is a branch from the Arbor Vitae. uh, And the top label says this is the 45th annual R Special Ale from the brewers at Anchor. This ale made with natural flavors is sold from early November to mid-January. Its recipe and hand-drawn tree change every year, but the intent with which we offer it remains the same. Joy and celebration of the newness of life. Since ancient times, trees have symbolized the winter solstice when the earth with its seasons appears born anew. This used tree is a western arbor vitae, an evergreen conifer native to Northern California. Uh, and the top is very red, which is really cool with some gold. It says use opener, which is nice. Very it's Gryffindor. An, it's nice that anchor steam on the top of their bottle says use opener because I hate it when you don't know if you should yeah, use it or you not. You guess. try to twist it and you rip your hand up. <laughs> oh, wow. It is darker than last year. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That is different than last year. Different yet similar. Yeah. It's the but same basic get, recipe. Yeah. The first thing I got was that caramel. Yeah. I get that sweetness. I can kind of get the chocolate underneath that. Oh, yeah. I can get the chocolate underneath that. I don't really get the coffee, though. Not so much. But I, I would bet that the chocolate and the coffee kind of melt together. As they usually are want to do. Yeah. Much like a Dunkachino for all you Dunkin' Donuts fans. <laughs> You do run on Dunkin'. I do. This is probably confusing those on the West Coast that don't really have a lot of Dunkin' mm, Donuts. Mm-hmm. For our one listener in California. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the spice and stuff in the beer itself. The main yeah. beer is like definitely like it's just a winter ale. Winter ales to me are always like spicy. Like mm-hmm. I said it before in our Halloween pumpkin themed episode, but the beers that are made in the winter and fall mm-hmm. are the only good things about the winter and fall. <laughs> I think fall beers tend to be a little better than winter beers most of the time. Did, but isn't maybe that these why we decided to do this follow up episode? To do all the crisp clothes. It's yeah. also different because this is like a themed like everybody rallies around. OK, pumpkin beers. Yes. Anytime during the fall. But really, I mean, come on, let's be honest. All these pumpkins have jack-o'-lanterns on them. Yeah. They're really trying to sell you on Halloween. All these beers. Yes, they might be winter themed, but almost all of them are trying to pull you toward the holidays. True. New Year's, Hanukkah, Christmas. You know, you know, it does say Merry Christmas on this label. Happy New Year. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of their thing. Fair. Shall we move on to the next? Yeah, I really like this. Yeah. I'm glad we got a six pack of this one. (laughs) All right. Dealer's choice for the next one. Ooh. 
You know, because we just talked pumpkins, I'm going to go okay. with another a brand that we did their pumpkin beer, one of their top, one of my favorite of the one pumpkin beers. One of your beers. absolute favorite pumpkin beers? Yes. So Southern Tier Brewing. All right. Let me find that in my notes. <laughs> Two Xmas or Double Christmas, a spiced double ale. While she's looking at her notes, I'll describe okay. the bottle for you guys right there now. There we go. It is a dark red or dark green, black and red bottle. Uh, it says two Xmas Spice Double Ale, uh, limited edition. There's some jingle bells on the side, some ornaments. That's really, it doesn't tell you too much other than it's brewed with orange peels, ginger root, cardamom, cinnamon, fig paste, and cloves. And that's really all they give you. So baby, what's in this mysterious, hopefully delicious bottle of beer? <laughs> all right. So for this one, we're looking at 8% ABV. It's going to be a dark ruby in color. So you're probably going to want to pour this one out too. Uh, with a medium body and it has low to moderate bitterness with a rating of 40 IBUs. So the brewers used ale yeast, two different varieties of hops and four different varieties of malts. On the brewery's website, it says Swedish flags are a fairly common sight in our part of the country. Holiday parties have often have warm concoctions of spices and booze at the ready to knock ice off of toes while raising spirits. We were inspired by a glog party deciding on a spot to brew the beer uh, that pays tribute to the Nordic tradition. Two Xmas Ale combines traditional brewing ingredients with figs, orange peels, cardamom, cinnamon, clove, and ginger root, like you saw on the label. It's a holiday addition to the 2X line and another reason to toast the season. But unlike Glog, we recommend serving this one chilled. Uh, so recommended food pairings for this one include blue cheese, sausages, holiday cookies, pickled herring, and fish, which is weird. Very Northern European. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with the sausages and the Christmas cookies. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the fish. Gotta say that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with just general fish, but pickled herring. I do not like pickled herring. My brother does. Oh. I am not a... Can't say I've ever had it. Mm. <laughs> so overall, it got good scores on beer eating websites, but people do seem to be torn as to whether it's the perfect amount of spice or just a little bit too much. Ooh. So we'll have to uh, judge that for ourselves. I like a lot of spice, Let's so I'm probably going to say open. it's good. Ooh, it is kind of Ooh, like, it is, it is kind red. of a dark ruby. Let's smell. Give you the glass. I'll take the Thank bottle. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Well, you can smell that spice right off the top. When I went to go drink it, Ooh. the first thing I got was it smells like a Coca Cola smells when you're about to drink a Coke. You would. I don't really get that. I can I can see where you got that, but that wasn't my first thought. I almost wonder if it's the cinnamon and the. But your cloves? blood is half Coca Cola, half coffee. For anyone who doesn't really know me, um, <laughs> other than beer, I drink a lot of Coca Cola uh, and and coffee. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But a lot of Coca Cola, coffee during the day, Coca Cola at night, and then yep. water in between to wash it all down. Because <laughs> you're a healthy boy. <laughs> I am considering how much coffee and Coca Cola I drink. You'd be surprised. Yeah, that's what I get. I think yeah. this has got the perfect amount of spice. It's almost more soda than beer. It's extremely drinkable. Oh, man. I will this say is drinkable. that. And it's a spice double. I was afraid of this at first. Although 8%, it's not like the highest alcohol beer yeah. I've ever seen. But Oh, I would love to have some butter cookies with this right now. Some holiday butter cookies. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I would eat any any dessert would be great with this. Yeah. We need to get more of this. too. this is the second <laughs> Southern tier beer that brewing beer that I, I've. But I don't think I we've love. had any other anything else from their 2X line. No, they say it's a line, but I've never seen it. But I, again, I've, I've seen other ones, but I I don't remember the name, to be completely <laughs> honest. Uh, I know we've had other beer from Southern Tier other than just the Pumpkin and, yeah. and this, but the 2X line just doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, a jingle bell. Trying to see if I can pick out any. I mean, obviously the cinnamon I pick out right away in the cloves. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't know if I'm getting any of the ginger. I feel like I'm getting more ginger. Here, try it from the uh, the glass where it has room to open up. <laughs> All right, beer snob. What a nerd. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Sorry. I love you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, actually, that's a different taste. Ah. Drink it from the bottle. It's, it's a different taste. It's almost like you're drinking something else. Yeah, it kind of is. It like do, the, it that do, concentrated yeah. kind of... Uh, it almost inhibits the taste a little bit. Or it, po- yeah, like, or it makes it some of the it. other like flavors yeah, stronger than the others. Yeah. And this one, ooh, if you smell it from the glass, like a wide glass, like we mm-hmm. just poured it into a wider mug, you really get that. I really smell the orange peel too. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can't smell it out of the bottle or taste it really. No. But yeah, I feel like in the glass, I get the cinnamon a little bit more. Whereas here, I get a lot more of the um, the cloves and the, the cinnamon. Ginger is what I said I didn't get before. Um, fig paste. I can't say I can I don't know confidently isolate paste. that taste. I mean, I know what a fig newton is and I love yeah. fig newtons. Is it supposed to taste like the inside of a fig newton? I suppose. I haven't had a fig newton in a while. Now I want fig newtons. <laughs> well, there was that, that awesome mushroom pizza that I had at Olives and Oil in New Haven that had that like fig balsamic reduction drizzled mm-hmm. on top. Oh, man. I've had fig pizza before. That's that was good. so good. Oh, you know what? Maybe I, if I really think about it. I really don't maybe have Maybe I get a often. little bit of a... Cardamom? A call back to the fig. The cardamom's definitely in there. I don't think it's a huge, like, it's not an overpowering taste, but it's definitely no. in there. Which is impressive because cardamom is very strong. So yeah. they definitely used a very precise amount. I mean, I get a lot of the cloves. Mm-hmm. I get some of the cinnamon in the smell. I like this mix, but, uh, though. Yeah. It's not your typical, like, what you would expect as far as winter spices go. It oh, could no. easily be... I can see why this is too spicy for some people, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because this is definitely so much spice, it's almost not what people would be like, oh, this isn't beer. I can see those kind of people being like, this is too much. Yeah. This is absolutely, this is a winter beer. Reminds me of wintertime, has all those winter spices. I wouldn't mind this on a snow day. A snow day. I I would want to bring this to our Christmas Eve dinner. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And only 8%. I mean, it's a little bit stronger than regular beer, but you're not looking at... Some of our other ones are strong. That's that's why we split this up into a two-part episode, because for some reason, holiday eels are uh, pretty high up there. I feel like when you get into the wintertime, you're not chilling anymore. You're trying to stay warm. You're just trying to drink. (laughs) You're inside. You're indoors. So a lot of... As it gets colder, your beers become higher in ABV. Mm -hmm. All right. Keep on trucking. Yeah, sure. Well, I just chose that. You choose the next one. All right. Um, Let's... Do the Brooklyn one. Brooklyn. Now, Brooklyn was your favorite of the pumpkin beers last episode. So that's what I was going to say is shout out to Brooklyn Brewery, because after we featured their post road pumpkin ale in our last episode, our last battle episode, (laughs) um, they actually recommended this particular beer to us to try next. And it's a limited release. So I literally went out that week and started searching for it and grabbed a six pack. So this is their black chocolate stout. And the brewery has an interesting backstory on their website about this beer and its history. It says, in the 18th century, Catherine the Great, Empress of Russia, ordered a stout to be sent to her from England. This beer was brewed strong and hoppy to survive the sea voyage, and it arrived in perfect condition. Soon, Russian imperial stout became the toast of the Russian aristocracy. Brewed since 1994, our black chocolate stout has itself become a modern classic heralded the world over. It achieves a dark chocolate aroma and flavor through artful blending of six malts and three distinct mashes. Properly kept, it will improve in the bottle for many years. This stout is the toast of the winter season in many countries, and there's nothing better to enjoy with chocolate desserts, cheesecake, ice cream, fine cheeses, and roaring fireplaces. 
So given this beer's higher ABV and sturdy character, we think it's a prime candidate for cellaring. Find a cool, dry spot away from light sources and see how it changes in the years to come. You never know quite what will happen when you age a beer. Perhaps the body will smooth out. Notes of vanilla, oak, and tannins will come to the front, or hints of leather and soy sauce will make themselves known. No matter what, remember that the beer is meant for drinking, so don't keep it to yourself for too long. So the malts they use include two-row caramel malt malted malted wheat (laughs) and a blend of American roasted malts. And the hops are Willamette and Fuggle. (laughs) What an adorable name. Um, So they have recommended some food pairings, including chocolate desserts, obviously. Passionate love and rage in front of a blazing fireplace. Cheesecake. Fruit tarts. Big ol' blankets. Ice cream. Holiday parties. Strong cheeses. And mythology. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. That's a, that's a lot of stuff you can drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also have a recipe for how to make a float out of it with vanilla ice cream and Mexican Ooh. chocolate. So we will definitely be using that for the rest of the six pack. <laughs> and this one gets excellent scores online. Like really, really good. So let's let's crack this open. Well, it says renown the world over. Yeah. I love the bottle too. We have to talk about that it's, bottle. Yeah, it's very... It's Sexy bottle. It is. Oh, it's dark. Ooh. It's so dark. It's like liquid chocolatey. black. Yeah, liquid ink. It smells toasty. That's chocolatey. It smells like burnt wood in like a fireplace. Like it smells like the winter mm-hmm. time. Like you lit a fire and you, yeah. you put it out and you're smelling it. I wonder if that's why one of the pairings is uh, love and rage in front of a blazing fireplace. <laughs> it does have a lot of chocolate notes. Mm-hmm. I mean, its color is dark. But it's but it doesn't taste, taste it, heavy. It's not heavy. Yeah, it's not. I I was really expecting like other chocolate stouts I've had, mm-hmm. which I've quite enjoyed quite a few chocolate stouts, including um, Hooker uh, Brewing, which I think we're doing next episode mm-hmm. for the next five. Um, they do a chocolate stout, which is it's a, a heavier, chocolate uh, truffle, truffle stout, stout, which is a lot heavier, more chocolatey. And there yeah. was one we had at the chocolate emporium at city walk in universal studios yeah i can't um, remember what brewery that, that was i don't from. remember what brewery it was from but that chocolate stout was like a dessert was also very heavy very yeah, thick like a milkshake this is surprisingly light even mm-hmm. for a stout i think this is a little lighter than what i was expecting true it's got that kind of like burning warming feeling sensation that it needs to have which i'm i'm fine with yeah strong beers feeling strong especially winter beers because they i think that's one of the benefits of a winter beer is because mm-hmm. they're strong they give you that warming sensation to them especially Fair. a stout like this like something so wintry like it's hey we're chocolate stout drink mm-hmm. us by the fire but yeah, it definitely tastes strong i mean not in a bad way no no not in like a it's like vodka in a, in a, in a beer <laughs> um but you, you can definitely tell it's a little stronger yeah what are the other notes other than chocolate so it doesn't list notes specifically that you can pick out in the beer itself, but it suggests flavors that might come out over time. Over time. The, yeah. Okay. Um, so that was notes of vanilla, oak, tannins, hints of leather and soy sauce. I mean, I think. As you age it. I think I can definitely get like the burnt oak right mm-hmm. away, especially in the smell. And the vanilla. The vanilla, I feel, is inherent to a lot of stouts, but I don't really get that at the forefront of this stout as much as I have other um, wintry beers. Mm-hmm. I feel like the oak is right there and I can definitely see how over time you might be able to get a leatheriness to it. See, I I can almost taste how the soy sauce would come out over time. Really? Yeah. 
I can't. Maybe that's just because I can't associate winter with well, the winter taste with soy sauce. I mean, I can I can tell how the the color. I think it's mostly because of the the soy sauce marinade that I make for when we do stir fry, and I pour it out directly. <laughs> so I I get that huge whiff of straight up soy sauce, so mm-hmm. I can kind of pick it out. Okay, I'll buy that. I mean, I think it's bullshit, but I, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> this is good. This is very good. Definitely a uh, one and done though. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is a dessert. I almost forgot to talk about the bottle. So the Brooklyn bottle, which we talked about how it was sexy, is all black mm-hmm. with the Brooklyn Brewery um, logo is all in white. The top of the Nexus has the B. It says winter 2019 in gold. And I like that they incorporate the gold. Oh, the gold is a nice touch. It Again, because really, I think they used really it on fancy. the last one, too. The pumpkin one. Uh, this is it. The famous Brooklyn black chocolate stout descended from the Russian imperial stouts of the 18th century. Our black chocolate stout has itself become a modern classic. Heralded the world over, a blend of six malts produces its dark chocolate aroma and flavor. There is nothing better to enjoy with rich desserts, fine cheeses, and roaring fireplaces. The top, the very front is this really nice looking script writing all gold again, black chocolate stout. And the S is this kind of nice curve, very similar to the Brooklyn B, I would say. Yeah. Almost like a, a, a musical note. It's just very understated, very fancy. It lets you know that you're drinking a, a refined uh, <laughs> winter beer. This is definitely the fanciest of the winter beers, I think, in terms of, of style or what they're presenting to us. True. All right, baby. So what are we doing next? All right. Next up uh, should be Evil Genius. Ooh. So this one is called Santa! I know him! I know him! him. (laughs) So Evil Genius Beer Company is out of Pittston, Pennsylvania. And this is their festive holiday Saison Ale. Clocks in at 7.2 ABV. And it is brewed with rose hips, black currant, and dark Belgian candy syrup. For this brew, they used a few different malts, including Two Row, Crystal, and Munich, as well as Warrior Hops. And Warrior Hop seems to be one of their favorites because it was also listed as the main hop used in a bunch of their other brews as well. Warrior Hops have a floral, woody, and spicy nuance, which makes them really good for a hoppy ale or IPA. And from the Evil Genius website, this is the description. This might get a little weird, but there's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way we could have known about this before we bought it, so... Uh, Brace yourself, I guess. Okay. Deep, complex, and intriguing, this bone-dry Belgian-style ale is sure to seduce you or the one you're with. Roses, chamomile, and currants have long been considered powerful aphrodisiacs, so we decided to combine them in a mysterious and beguiling Belgian saison yeast. I can't even... The result is something very special and sure to help spice up nights spent at home during the cold winter months. Have you been naughty or nice this year? Or both? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the reviews of this seem to be pretty average across the board. Nothing bad, but nothing amazing either. Lots of different interpretations of the flavors that aren't like officially listed by Evil Genius, which is probably because of the combination of more unusual ingredients, it would be my guess. And some reviewers actually said that their bottle was brewed in Connecticut. Uh, So I looked that up and apparently Evil Genius works with Thomas Hooker Brewing Company in Hartford. And that's awesome because we're going to be featuring them in the other episode as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
So before I open it, let's yeah. go over the bottle before I forget again. Yes. So the bottle's pretty simple. Just as Evil Genius. It's a green bottle. Uh, label with the with snowflakes falling down. Obviously the Santa exclamation point, exclamation point. I know him exclamation point on our red I tinker tape around the bottom. I love the names of all of their beers. All of their beers are movie quotes, correct? Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, festive Saison Ale brewed with rose hips, black currants, and chamomile, it says on the side. Uh, and I just noticed, mm-hmm. this is the very first time, the Evil Genius logo is okay. a keg yeah. in black. In the center of the keg is, is a, beer a white bottle. beer bottle and then a line going through it, a white oh. line and a black line going through it to make it look like a lowercase e. Very, very clever evil genius. Very. Something only an evil genius. Evil marketing genius. Would figure out. But very good. It took me a second. I'm looking at it going, this is supposed to be something. What is it supposed to be? And then I figured it out. Also, I might be dumb. Maybe everyone has figured it out by now, but (laughs) good job. I like it. I like that logo a lot. High five. Not proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's crack this open and give it a taste. Giggity. If I get turned on, baby, it's just the aphrodisiacs in the beer as I open it. Uh. Also, it's weird that a kid's movie is what they make like a sexy uh, Christmas beer is <laughs> yeah i just smelled it i'm hard oh god <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> you could edit that out but don't <laughs> all right i don't know if i'm gonna like this one well it's a saison exactly so. no offense evil genius i'm just not a saison he just, he just has a thing against I'm just saison. not a saison guy there are very few beers i'm not a big fan of and like it's a nice color it's like orangey red there is it is a very nice color cheers cheers the yellow ones don't stop. Bye, buddy. Peter Dinklage kicks his ass in that movie. <laughs> Ooh. Fun fact, Evil Genius, even though I don't, she likes Saison, so you're in good I hands. do love Saisons, yes. Saisons were really the first things I, I started to appreciate once my taste buds started to evolve and I grew to like beer and appreciate. Yes. I think Le Fin du Monde was your first. One of, yes. One of the first beers you liked as well that as. That and Delirium, Delirium Tremens. Which. Fun fact. Fun fact. Next is week. also. <laughs> they have a winter beer that uh, Elise will also be. Yes. Printing it. For the sake of the cast, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep drinking to see if I can get the notes. I definitely get the rose and I get that tart, the currant. I get the currant. Yep. I think it's the currant I don't like, which is interesting because Two Roads Area 2 makes pretty much everything they make with currant. Yeah. And you love it. And I love everything they make, but they don't make a saison. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that you probably don't like the Belgian style uh, combined with that. I like Belgian chocolates. It's true. Belgium. Yeah, this is this is going to be a no from me, dog. It's not your bag. I'm just that's really, fine. I'm just really not a saison guy. <laughs> I'm going to leave this up to I'll Elise. I'll suffer too. through the rest of it. Yeah. No, really. I, I enjoy this. This is very interesting. <laughs> I think it might be the chamomile that you don't like. I think it's the Saison that I don't like. <laughs> I think the chamomile definitely doesn't help it because I'm also not a huge fan of chamomile tea. Oh, um, so the tartness of the Courant and the like taste of it, chamomile. It just doesn't belong in this. Like the, the tartness <sighs> of the Courant kind of brings out, I feel like, the flavors a little bit more. True. I feel like tart things really bring out the flavors of, of, of things really mm-hmm. uh, strongly. And I feel like that's the case for this beer. And the fact that it's a Saison means that's the taste it's really bringing to the forefront for me. It's just, it's it's mostly I don't like Saisons and yeah. chamomile is not the best of teas. So, I mean, all these things combined, it's just, it's just not for me. It's the anti-Mikey beer. It is really the anti-Mikey beer, but you love it. And that's what matters, baby, <laughs> because I love you. Oh, I love you. Enjoy the rest of this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Double fisting. Ah. 
All right. So last but certainly not least, we have Stony Creek Brewery's Holiday Party. Um, So Stony Creek is out of Branford. This brew is 7% ABV and it's a New England IPA. So unfortunately, other than that, there's almost no useful information to be found online about this one, Uh, maybe because it's too new, because Stony Creek does list their other seasonals for this time of year, like Crumb and Snow Hole, which were already huge fans of. Crumb is so good. It's so good. We went on a mad hunt for it this year. So I guess for this one, we're just going to have to uh, dive in. Unless you want to describe the can first, of course, baby. I've got it. <laughs> it is actually a really festive can. It is. Uh, so it says Stony Creek all over it. The holiday party is written um, top to bottom, kind of as in a Christmas tree shape, mm-hmm. as if all the letters were presents wrapped in different different um, wrapping paper with other holiday themed gift wraps, including a uh, brown gift wrapped leg lamp from A Christmas Story. Oh, I didn't even notice and that. And other different things. Yeah, it's right That's there funny. on the left. Oh, that uh, totally is. It's got speckled snowflakes falling down into snow on the ground and Christmas tree lights. Uh, oh, and it's got their signature the uh, egret up yep. top as the, the star. The egret is wrapped in gold with a bow on it as if the star on the top of the tree. And then hanging on the Christmas tree lights on the top is a disco ball that says limited edition, which I assume is also oh. supposed to be more like a New Year's Day ball. Okay. Yep. Um, on the can, it says, that's a wrap in colorful font. It says, fold your corners tight and tie the bows big with this juicy banger. It's the thought and the beer that counts. List it as a New England IPA, 7% alcohol by volume. So not the most, but at this point, I think we've had quite yeah, enough. Yeah, we can, we can tone it down a bit. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, crack this open. Hold on. Our first uh, can. First and actually only can of uh, this episode. For this episode. Next week, I think we have two cans to open. Correct. Not to can Sam to open. This is not Ooh, anatomy that is a lesson. Hazy boy. Is it? Yes, it is. Cheers. So it, it smelled fantastic Ooh, as soon as I opened it. This is juicy. So it is a it is a juice bomb of an IPA. Kind of different from the other beers we did because none of the other beers were an IPA for no, this episode. No, they were all lagers and ales and stouts. Which is, I think, more what you see for wintertime. Yeah, which makes this stand out for sure. It's almost tropical. With the fruitiness? I get fruitiness. I get grapefruit, which I think you get a lot of juice bombs. A lot of IPAs, yeah. That is tasty. It is It is very good. I wouldn't call it... Like, if you gave this to me any time of year, I would appreciate it. I don't know if I would isolate it as a holiday See, that's the thing. I don't beer. think it's as bitter mm-hmm. as a lot of the more summery IPAs. I don't think it's as juicy in terms of fruitiness or sour kind of notes mm-hmm. as maybe summery. But yes, it's, it's not as something you would normally associate with wintertime. However, um, I would definitely bring this to a holiday party. As we advertised in our last episode, we did go to the uh, Thanksgiving banger at Tribus. Yep. And Tribus also put out um, three different beers, one of which was a sour. The other two were, were IPAs. An IPA and a double IPA. Gravy, Biscuits, and the Duchess. Right. So that's two IPAs. That, I mean, that's Thanksgiving, not so much yeah. Christmas. But even the, by Thanksgiving, you're, you're into your winter beers. True. So that was a lot, too. I feel like it's just different if you know what you're doing and you stick to it. Yeah. I will say. Maybe it's a New England thing. I like Stony Creek. I we like. love our IPAs. I like their Golden Stout. They have a lot of very interesting beers. And I, I like their, I like Crumb. I love Crumb. Yeah, Crumb, Crumb is, is fantastic. Yeah. It's their apple pie type beer and it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, Stony Creek's IPAs have never really registered with me. Like they're good, but they're never like, oh yeah. But this, yeah. this is really good. This is really good. This, this is, is a this step is a in the right direction for them. This yeah. is, yeah, this is like. Like you said, they're Stony Joe, they're, they're coffee. Stony Joe's their coffee, which is really good. That is really good. It's a blonde ale, I think. It's a blonde ale. Yep. 
which we were totally thrown off of the first time that we had it because we were like, oh, coffee. And then it came out as a blonde. But it's so rich. It is rich and it does taste like it shouldn't be a blonde. But it's so drinkable. And then there were a couple sours that we had this over the sours are pretty good. That Um, were really good as well. And I mean, Stony Creek is just a great place to hang out. It's a beautiful venue. Their brewery is fantastic. It's right over the water. You can actually dock your boat at the brewery. Yeah, and we've, come up. we've they have seen people area. literally like paddle boat up to the brewery yep. and, and come in with their life vests on. Or even with their big two decker boats, like yeah. come and anchor because they are on an actual deck and they actually come up. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a little shed brewery area pouring station as well out there outside, which is fantastic in the summer and fall. And so now I, I they probably have a they close. do have fire pits. They do have least, fire pits up to keep yes, clo- it's uh, definitely keep a they have warmer. Decks. Warmer, uh, weather friendly place. But even the out, the inside of the brewery has a huge fireplace area. Yeah. And a huge TV to watch games and stuff. They have a multitude of wines that they sell as well. So you can come yeah. with your family. Big, big Something tables for, for parties. Yep. Um, and we've, food we've trucks, been to which a wedding there. parks there. Yep. They have a great, they're upstairs. And, venue a, space and a bridal shower. <laughs> so Stony Creek is great to check out just for the atmosphere alone. And they have such a variety of different beers. You can probably find something you're going to like. Yeah, that's also and like true. Like I said, the wines that they allow as well. But yeah, the only downside to Stony Creek for me is that the, the lack of, of IPAs that really stay. They really out. branch out, yeah. But this IPA, I feel, might be one of their first ones where I'm like, wow, this IPA yeah. actually really does stand against a lot of the other local IPAs that are really, really, really good. Like if if you, I hate to compare, but if you mm. handed this to me, I, I would have guessed it was from Two Roads. Mm, I wouldn't have guessed Two Roads. I would have guessed Tribus. Okay, yeah. Or maybe Counterweight. Counterweight. If we're going, yep. if we're going local. Maybe Camp Falls? Camp Falls have a lot of juicy IPAs without that bitterness. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't get to go with me because I went up when you were at the wedding, but Camp Falls has a lot of these these same kind of IPAs that are like give you all that juicy bomb flavor Mm -hmm. without all that bitterness and that weight. And that's kind of what this does, which is, I mean, I love that. So like more power to Stony Creek for doing something very similar. Yeah. But this is, this is actually really, really good. Yeah. But yeah, Stony Creek brewery wise, go visit it. Um, Yeah. Must visit for sure. Like I love two roads, but the new brewery is so modern and sleek and fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the old building is just so awesome and shows the history of the building and the factory that became the brewery that it's amazing as well. Mm-hmm. But Stony Creek just by location and by design just is really just cool and chill. Yeah. Just is really chill place to hang out. In the and they've got so many games, like not, not just board games on the inside, but on the outside, they have the giant versions of games outside like giant jenga they've got cornhole got bocce ball which i learned for the first time this year it's very fun but very complicated (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's just a fun place to chill the beautiful area you're overlooking the water and the river and if you want to you can always join the mug club Mm-hmm. Which I think is a really cool thing they've got where you have this own, your own personalized mug. Yeah. You, you put can up like on the wall put at the brewery. stickers on it and stuff. Decorate your mug anytime you like and come down. And they keep it there for you. Nice come and down, warm. So, hey, can I get my well, mug? Cool. They take, yeah. They keep it on, <laughs> take off the wall and they fill it up for you. Mm-hmm. And then you take it back, they'll wash it, put it back up on the wall, which is really neat. So yeah, I think that's the end of part Cheers. one of our two part Christmas beer adventure. Stay tuned for part two. Is there uh, anything you'd like to add? Um, well... I would like to thank our listeners for tuning in this week. Oh, God. (laughs) 
So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kraken1Open. And if you have any questions, any suggestions for future episodes, please email us at kraken1open at gmail.com. Yes, we are always looking for new beers. I mean, we can only go so far. We know what beers we like. We know what beers we're looking for. But if you guys know of a beer, can get us a beer or have an idea of where we can get a beer that you might suggest. Yeah, something please, interesting. Please do. I mean, we're on the Northeast. Um, so if you know a way for us to get a beer that is kind of off access for us, yeah, we would I mean, absolutely we, love to get beers we don't have normally have access. Yeah to we think that'd be really really cool agreed you have anything you'd like to plug yes of course i do come on (laughs) it's you so if you like the sound of my voice and you like movies then you'd love to listen to me talk forgotten cinema a podcast i do with my buddy mike field where we talk about movies that for whatever reason seem to have been forgotten by audience whether it be because a more popular movie came out at the same time or the movie just didn't catch on in its initial run we talk what we love about the movie maybe what we don't love about it and why we think it might have been forgotten and whether or not you should revisit it which we pretty much always decide you should always revisit movies. Your opinion might have changed. So you can listen to Forgotten Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're also available on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. So please feel free to check us out there. I've also got two player bros that I do with my brother Alex, where we talk about all things video games. Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, VR. We haven't had a lot of episodes lately because he's been busy getting married and having uh, like a thousand fur babies babies. at once. Um, (laughs) But we are starting back up again and I do still want to get back into some streaming stuff and stuff like that. So you can find Two Player Bros on twoplayerbros.com as well as wherever podcasts are found as well. So I've got those two podcasts going for me also. There we go. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time, baby. Cheers. Cheers.